Namaste friends are you ready to get unsanskari with wexed let's get started kya surili awaaz hai then you know that's something very bullshit you need to be realistic you live in india the parents it's not just two people dating it's even your parents dating you the parents dating them everything mix the whole society is also dating you everything so i honestly did not know ki for the longest time what i'm doing is called masturbation like basically i did not know the term masturbation uh, well ideal situation mein i won't be a parent you know i don't want to fuck up on everything <laughs> hey folks we found our space to talk about anything and everything unsanskari and we're here to share it with you so tune in with us bi-weekly on wednesdays as we talk about a wide range of things from beauty standards and dating in india to thoughts around sex work and weird reasons to divorce your partner Time for you to mark your calendars for August third, and don't forget to follow at the rate Day and Sanskari Pod on Instagram and at the rate Unsanskari Pod on Twitter for more regular updates. Adios, amigos. Sanskari this is Vartika and we're so delighted to bring you another episode full of food for thought some strong opinions and as always respectful disagreements before we dive right in don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the rate dn sanskari pod as well as our organization's handle at the rate vexa.india for some essential sex education and don't forget we come up with new episodes on Wednesdays by weekly So today well, we are going to discuss a very popular phrase that I think most of you would have heard somewhere or the other aurat ki sabse badi dushman aurat hi hoti hai or translation would be that a woman's biggest enemy is other women and for that I have with me Shruti and Neha peeps how about you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our listeners Hi hello everyone so i am neha i am 22 years old and i'm a medical student and what else uh, i'm super super excited to get this discussion started amazing shruti what about you hi guys i'm shruti uh, i'm from pune and i'm 22 years old as well i am currently pursuing marketing and strategy and uh, i'm super excited to record this episode because it's my first podcast awesome okay so yes. since you guys are so excited i want to start with a very bhari question you guys who or what is a woman's biggest enemy in society in europe i don't think there's uh, anything known as like a big enemy and um, i think the society is the biggest enemy for women because of how they portray women and how women deal with each other so for example i went to my grandmother's house the other day and i was just sitting beside her while she was watching a hindi serial on tv and the way they show the behavior between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law is so toxic and how they you know they don't miss out on any opportunity wherein they have to demean the other person and you know the in, like for example media just makes them feel like enemies so i think this is an like this is an example wherein i don't think women's like a woman's biggest enemy is another woman i just think it's the media and i mean not media particularly society in general that's yeah, promoting this i i agree i mean uh, society but also like more specifically i think it's the internalized misogyny and that's such a big word right like we hear about it all the time when we discuss such things but what it boils down to what internalized misogyny means is that we're all victims of our own upbringings like you know the things we right. see and the things we hear growing up around us is what is instilled in us and that's what we grow up believing these 
prejudices and these stereotypes like i myself catch myself thinking at times like when i'm driving mere aage agar koi you know somebody takes a turn without an indicator or somebody is like driving weirdly the thought unfortunately that crosses my mind at times is that oh it must be a woman and this is not something right. that we're taught actively this is something we <laughs> have passively kind of instilled yeah so. when you see like so many jokes about it like i don't know since how many years i've been seeing these jokes it obviously impacts you somewhere right like you will start thinking that way i mean i totally agree with what neha said for example when you watch uh, when you watch tv or when you read media articles <laughs> or i mean i shouldn't be using media a lot when you read um, articles in magazines and they they say st- they say stuff like Uh, who wore it better i mean you know why can't both the people who are wearing the dress slay in it so small things like these they instigate like you know negative emotions towards Absolutely. your opposite actor in this example so i think um, even though they don't intend to it like the the by product of that right is, right is yeah like even you know shows like coffee with karan or bollywood in general like you know women who are like maybe in the same space same field or whatever they're not supposed to be friends or like comrades or whatever that they're supposed to be competitors and they're supposed to hate each other like that's the expectation out of them especially in bollywood i hear that every episode of uh, coffee with karan like he laughs kananya pandey ki how do you feel about your contemporaries and like don't you hate them or whatever and i think that is very very instilled in us too some in some ways uh, but yeah so we've been talking a lot about internalized misogyny you know i want our audience to know what exactly that is so how how would you you know uh, define internalized misogyny and have you ever caught yourself being misogynistic yeah yeah definitely so um answering your first question i think um, internalized misogyny basically means hating women i mean misogyny means hating women but internalized misogyny is when you unconsciously hate other women because you've grown up yourself. in that surrounding yeah. so i mean everybody knows that we've grown up in a patriarchal society and there are some things that are ingrained within us that we haven't had a chance to correct or you know until somebody points it out so i got myself um, you know experiencing internalized mm-hmm. misogyny sometime back uh, so there was this uh, family friend of mine who wasn't uh, you know so to say appropriately dressed mm-hmm. when we went for a family function and everybody around her was i mean secretly obviously they were commenting on what she was wearing and how she was dressed and how it's not appropriate oh. how it's not sanskari okay. but and at that time because i wasn't really aware about all this i I mean I was speaking to another family friend about this and I was you know justifying myself in a way by saying don't worry I'm never going to do that I'm not oh. one of those girls I'm not going to wear those things and you see now that I think about it there's nothing wrong in whatever she was wearing she was dressed appropriately she was comfortable but you know this phrase ki yeah. I'm not one of those girls yeah. what is those girls here I mean this is where constantly like you know attaching a negative emotion to those girls oh, yeah. just the closer they were in so i think right, this right, is an yeah. example of internalized misogyny itself which i think so many of us have said when we were younger ki i'm not like other girls i'm not like those girls like you know i think that itself is such a big representation of internalized misogyny uh, especially in young people i don't I, i think as you grow you mature and you learn that that was a stupid thing to say but yeah i mean i have also done very idiotic things when i was young uh, so basically once i remember like this very weird story and please listeners <laughs> do not judge me for this i promise you i've learned and i've become better now <laughs> but um yeah i was really young probably like 10 11 and us samay you know 
the 10-11 year olds weren't as cool as today's 10-11 year olds. So we didn't know a lot. Um, sex ed was basically zero for us and pu- we were right we were like just hitting puberty um so basically i had a best friend and there was this third friend who was also a pretty who was also pretty close to my best friend so like young me wasn't very happy about the fact that this other person is also very close friends with my best friend and um so yeah anyway so you know as i said we were we, we were starting to hit puberty and this third friend uh, she started to grow underarm hair which of course is super normal and we were all we were all going to do like have that happen to us or whatever and i remember that my best friend and i like would make fun of her underarm hair and i would support that because i felt like that made her not that close with her like if she was making fun of her she wasn't that good friends with her and so i would support mm-hmm. my best friend making fun of the underarm hair and you know like we would be like oh do you want to dance with our hands up and like with then we would oh laugh that she has God. hair there. i know <laughs> such such a mean mean girl yeah i get it but um yeah like this whole hairless beauty thing was so deeply ingrained ki we ended up doing that and i am still baffled at the fact that i did that once and i'm also very disgusted at myself basically all of us i think have been misogynistic at some point in our lives and we're always learning and growing mm-hmm. so neha what do you think have you ever been misogynistic Uh yeah I've definitely as I said earlier have been misogynistic cuz uh you know it's impossible not to be unfortunately mm-hmm. but I've also been at the receiving end of uh, misogyny like you know especially uh nowadays I find myself in situations like uh we have hospital rounds as medical students so we have to go and talk to patients and on multiple occasions I have stood near uh, in front of them and they have called me sister when i'm standing right oh. next to my like male mm-hmm. batchmates or like you know my even my juniors who are like boys and it's just it's frustrating because i can see their minds you know working and their thought process by default doesn't correlate females with doctors No yeah I've, I've heard about this problem actually from many of my friends studying medicine and and I it always makes me think that weirdly enough I think that like whenever you tell relatives family members uh whenever they like talk about careers and like careers of the children of the family or whatever they'll always or people in general always assume that girls are going to go for girls or women are going to go for like medical careers they're going to go become doctors and guys are going to go become engineers and then suddenly this also happens at the same time where patients are you know not not able to automatically be like yeah females can be doctors come on so i i think that's that's a little uh, weird but that makes me think about you know problematic family members cuz more than often our mothers mossies chachis grandmothers like you know they say and believe mm-hmm. really misogynistic things yaar yeah. like that becomes mm-hmm. so difficult to navigate cuz you you can go and correct a random person i can go on instagram and shout my heart out that hey this person this celebrity shouldn't have said that that was misogynistic but with family it's not that simple how do you feel about this um shruti and neha family members being so problematic sometimes i think it took us a lot of time to realize this and um, i also understand where they are coming from so say i mean when we say family members we're generally mm-hmm. talking about people who are older than us and i think because they've grown up in a society like this for about you know 50 to 70 years i think it's a little tough for them to change because 
भाई बचपन से यही सुनते आ रहे हैं एंड इफ रैंडमली अ जेंजी किड कम्स इनटू अस नो दिस इज रॉन्ग इट बी डिफिकल्ट फॉर देम टू एक्सेप्ट इट आई थिंक इट्स जस्ट अ लिटिल टफ फॉर देम आई नो इट्स नॉट राइट बट आई आल्सो डोंट वांट टू बी आइडियलिस्टिक एंड से या फाइंड अ रॉन्ग वे टू चेंज I mean, realistically speaking, I know it's difficult for them to change, and I think smaller, like you know, small things that propagate this ideology should change instead of just making Absolutely. them change. I I agree. Like I think, uh, we've taken so much time to get here. Like as I told you, from going on to shaming people for their underarm hair, I mean, now here telling so many people <laughs> that this is normal, that's normal, you're perfect. Um. So yeah, we've it's been a long journey for us, and we have learned a lot and changed a lot. So. definitely uh, difficult for them neha what are your thoughts um yeah i agree with shruti you know like because uh, these people there's definitely like a generational aspect to it also like they have grown up in a different society like it was a different time they've grown up around different people and as we said that we also find ourselves being misogynistic at times and we're still learning so for for Absolutely. us to expect them to like you know match us is kind of unrealistic right, but that doesn't right. mean ki we just be okay with all the problematic things they say so yeah drawing that line is really tricky when it comes to family like you said it is and i don't think we have the answers either i think we're also on a daily basis navigating mm-hmm. how to deal with such family members how to deal with your own very close family members sometimes saying very problematic things um it's definitely way more trickier than some random person saying it um but yeah this makes me want to talk about staying on topic they what do you feel about you know this whole thing where older women are uh, were oppressed at one point and now they're the oppressors i think it's it's a little natural because there are very few people who go through shit and they don't want others to go through the same shit so for example i know people <laughs> that who, is sad <laughs> i know people who you know who who fought a lot for their freedom or you know fought a lot for their house i'm talking about like uh mother in laws in general and they when they see somebody who's coming in and who's getting every getting it easy i think they just think that okay yeah isko to sab platter pe mil raha hai and i mean ideally they should be happy but i mean are they really because they've gone through so much to get that and somebody just walking in and getting it aaram se I mean I don't know if they're really happy and I also think I mean they may be a little so jealous because they had that, to fight you know this is the jealousy where like hate between some of these women stems from like you know is this where this whole notion is stemming from ki aurat ki sabse badi dushman aurat hi hai like even though these women fought for and their own rights they don't want rights to be rights or whatever rights is a very heavy word freedom or whatever uh, we're talking about here being served to the newer younger women essay matlab without any hard work that they supposedly that they believe they did um is this where all of this hate and this notion is stemming from what do you guys think oh okay i don't think so i also i don't yeah i don't think it's yeah. that either like i don't think it's completely the basis of it it's for me i think i believe that it's more of a general neutral thing you know it's about mm-hmm. self preservation and not misogyny correct like these people who have kind of fought to reach where they are now it's not they're not thinking of a bigger picture they're not thinking of feminism or misogyny they're just thinking about what's best for them and what they have done for themselves so yeah yeah and that's i think that's very human right i i think that's very Makes human sense, for yeah. them to do yeah i i people people don't think about such heavy stuff in general like i think uh, we're in this space 
exactly we're in this space so we obviously talk about this a lot uh but um i i have seen people who genuinely are like what what are you talking about what's massage i think social media is like kind of highlighting this stuff now but in general people don't really think about all of this but yeah beautifully put me huh so i wanted to discuss how we all claim to be pro choice so many of the times but you know then we go on to judge other women who don't follow the supposedly progressive path we want to follow as feminists like for example uh women who choose to get married at a young age and you know be homemakers they're often shamed by other women that are yaar ye kya kar rahi hai apni life phir se kyun bigad rahi hai or like we end up shaming people basically for anything and everything they do alia bhat is pregnant right after the wedding that's a problem dipika padukone still hasn't gotten pregnant after the wedding that's a problem Sushmita, I can never pronounce her name. Sushmita Sen is a mother without getting married. That is also a problem. Like, where do we stop? And if we, you know, don't stop judging fellow women and fight this internalized misogyny, how will the cycle ever end? Yeah, see, I think the whole pro-choice movement—it's about women or any other like you know community coming forward to fight for equal opportunities and equal rights. made been like you know your workspace or your personal life or whatever so so much progress has been made from then till now and there are, there is better representation definitely there is there are better statistics so now i think today if a woman comes and says that i want to be a stay at home mom or i want to be a homemaker i think that is viewed as kind of deterring the entire journey but even men are judged for that you know even when men say they don't want to work and be at home or stay at home dads they are judged for it as well so i think we all just need to work towards understanding the meaning of pro choice but neha so you said that you know there's so much progress that has been made and so, so some people not choosing to go with that is kind of like mm-hmm. you know is that that's what is causing all of this drama So do you think it's a bad thing for women to choose to like you know just stay at home and be homemakers rather than go the path that is more progressive supposedly I see it, this is not a black or white uh, world unfortunately it's mm-hmm. a very gray one and a person's choice is not as simple as just one choice uh, for example right. uh, I have been posted I am currently posted in the OBGYN department of our hospital and just the other like last week uh, we saw a young patient very young like 22 years old that's as old mm-hmm. as me <laughs> she was pregnant with her first child and she came and she was having contractions her water had broken and mm-hmm. uh, you know she was just breathing and she was in labor like full on labor and she was uh, she wanted to go for a natural birth so you know everyone in the ward was kind of assisting her they were like giving her water and just like helping her breathe and giving her painkillers here and that must be a really uh, tough thing now the whole natural yeah, it scares it's that about the witness as well yeah 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 but to see like another woman go through wanting to go through that it's incredible so right uh yeah like an hour into it she's uh, on the in, in the labor room and she's you know pushing and the baby comes out and you know professor she's cleaning it and i hear her telling the mom that oh it's a girl congratulations mm-hmm. and the first thing that the mom says is oh i was hoping for a boy oh god <laughs> oh man now a couple of things Shit. see i 
That's sad. I am not anyone to judge this lady because a I don't know anything about her. I don't know what circumstances she lives um in. And I don't know if this thing of hers is externally influenced or if she genuinely believes that a, a boy child is better than a girl child. So yeah, it's very there are so many factors that influence a, a person's choice. Still I think I would say I still have that judgment for you know mm-hmm. people or women who say they want to stay at home and not work. So I think I just right. have to I work for myself. I I love the fact that you're so open to talking about like you know ki you feel this way like you're accepting it that's pretty amazing mm. you know shruti thoughts something that neha said really like stuck with me when she said that um she still has that bias you know we tend to judge people who decide to stay at home and unfortunately even i have i mean i had mm-hmm. a similar bias i'm working on it right now So one of my friends in college uh she wanted to get married very soon I think by the age of 21 dude or I'm 21 <laughs> and makes me, yeah oh. <laughs> was this a love marriage or arranged at that time no 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 she wanted I think it was just arranged I mean she wanted so to get like married she, had a she didn't have anyone oh, in okay. mind yeah she just wanted to get married early and at that time because of how we've grown up like our generation me and my friends just like you know why why do you want to get married so soon and ruin your life i mean she's like no i want to get married by 21 or 22 i want to have a child at 24 or 25 and that's how my family will be complete and i was like but what about your career what about you know what about your financial independence and she said no i think like you know i just want to get married early and then like later on i probed her a little i asked her in detail and she said that you know Fam- family is a very important part mm-hmm. in her life part of her life so she wanted to i mean she wanted to do family planning in a better way and you know it was her personal choice and i think i think eventually after discussing it multiple times one of my other friends said that if we're so okay with late marriages why aren't we accepting of early Absolutely. marriages wow yeah. and the thing is we automatically associate early marriage mm, to forced marriage right and that is not the case i mean majority of the times it is but sometimes it's not the case sometimes people do want to get married earlier and we as friends should be there to support them right and you know and initially i used to think ki bhai kya karna hai isko zindagi mein ye wo i mean after speaking about it a few times i realized that this is the whole point of having a choice right. like you decide what you want and when you want to get married like Absolutely. who are you to judge i i completely agree with that and i'm going to be very honest here shruti my reaction would probably be the same as you um and you got clarity and maybe if i would have talked to the person doing something like this i would have also gotten clarity i do get some clarity and i understand where all of this is coming from still a little difficult for me to you know accept the fact that someone wants to get married at such a young age and for me honestly it's not just women getting married at such a young age i just feel like people in general shouldn't get married at such a young age uh but anyways <laughs> i i think your story perfectly tells us what you know feminism is ultimately like live your life however the fuck you want to live your life your choices and it's it's we are no one to judge you for that or uh, you know we call ourselves pro choice but then we go on to like pass really harsh judgments on certain choices ki you're not woke enough you're not a feminist you're not progressive or whatever and i think that wokeness 
sometimes goes to very bad extremes like sometimes you want to be in power you want to be that strong badass feminist women so bad that you start looking down upon other women and and that i think is where things go wrong and that is somewhere where we start you know this aurat ki sabse badi dushman banne wali baat which we shouldn't be yeah i it also reminds me of this uh, thing that i read uh, it's called queen bee syndrome mm-hmm. right so it's uh, basically a phenomena like it, it's a thing that happens when women in power in workplaces uh, tend to treat their subordinates who are women badly oh okay and uh, from what i read i think it has to do with you know uh, these women who are at the higher level wanting to be at the right side of the power struggle which unfortunately is very male dominant oh i know this yeah in most uh, workplaces mm. or most like areas which you know in an ideal world it should actually be ulta like you know the women who are at these power positions they know how much work and how much what goes into that and how much prejudice they have to right. overcome on a daily basis and so when they're at this position they should actually uplift other women and help them overcome these hurdles but it doesn't happen what happens is the opposite i mean yeah like i totally agree with what you say what with what i totally agree with what you said so say there's a woman who's at a higher position in any corporate office you hear people say things like oh she must have slept yeah. her way to the top or she must have slept her way to get there and surprisingly it's not just men who say this it's also mm. women so for some reason they can't believe in the fact that a woman was capable enough to work hard yeah, and do I mean, it yeah just just like yesterday i was talking to two of my very close friends and one of them recently got a job and so her position begins with senior something something okay and the other friend and this i am not like this is this was completely as a joke she obviously does not believe this but she's like how did you get the senior position yeah and that's that's her first job like in her life and she's like how did you become like a senior this thingy suddenly like uh, what were you wearing during the interview um and like you know Aww. that kind of comment like it was obviously a joke but like the fact that this is a joke was um mm. kind of like i think it reflects to the fact that that actually happens and that's how some people actually think which which totally resonates with what shruti is saying i also think that you know when people when women say this to other women i also think they're kind of scared to lose their position to other women and i mean that's why this whole queen bee syndrome it you know it comes up because yeah fine i'm not going to let anybody go above me i don't know why it's so specific to females but hmm. you know i think it also i think like of another woman coming yeah i think in the corporate them. world uh, like women have to be a certain way like they have to be like these strong boss women if like they want to have their positions and be taken seriously which is again obviously a look into our patriarchal society and that is very problematic on its own we're not going to take the discussion there but basically you need to behave a certain way to be taken seriously as the boss yeah i think it's extremely mm-hmm. sad because you know even women uh, when they reach these uh, positions these high positions and they still cannot put their guard down matlab after everything right. they worked for and they've reached this position and they still have to kind of turn up and put on this weird act every day just exactly so just so that they have they are taken seriously and i have no clue why this happens honestly hmm. uh one last question for you guys 
what do we think you know how much of all of this that we've discussed is subconscious how much is deliberate are we actively trying to fight the internalized misogyny um, like are we pushing others around us to do the same hum kar kya rahe hain abhi i think see i think if anyone's doing it deliberately then that just makes them a bad person but true true subconsciously as we talked about earlier we all have done it because it's so instilled in us like it's so internalized air quotes hmm. so what we can do i think is uh, your question ki what can we do to make it better i have thought about it and i think i've reached this conclusion that trying to fight the bigger battle every day is very exhausting and honestly i think it's very futile as well so right. the best thing that we can do is you know correct ourselves and try to do better because it takes years to unlearn you know these ideologies and these stereotypes so the one thing that i for example have actively tried to do is uh, you know earlier there are so many of these jokes that revolve around women or like gossip ki women gossip or women are bad drivers hmm. whatsapp jokes or people just say it in general right and earlier when i used to correct people they used to call me like oh why are you being such a buskill just chill now it's a joke it's fine and i used to think yeah. to myself maybe i do need to you know chill a little it's just a joke what's going to happen but hmm. i've come to realize that it is these small things that kind of make a big difference and Absolutely. i actively make an effort to correct these people and it's okay if i lose a few i don't know friends not even friends acquaintances along the way but it's for the bigger win yeah i mean i think all of us have at some point faced you know ki are stop being such a feminist activist whatever at all the times like you know you have to chill and whatever as you said shruti what are your thoughts i think yeah i agree with what neha said but i also think that you know people like us where you know because we are working for exed and we are working on these issues i think for us understanding this and you know correcting ourselves is a lot easier than other hmm. people so there are people who don't even know the term internalized misogyny exists or they don't even i mean it's like they don't even know what they're doing wrong and they don't think yeah. it's wrong so i think as people who are advocating you know feminism and equality and sex education i also think it's part of our duty to expose this topic to the people and you know talk about these issues because like i said go i mean what like neha said actually going and correcting people it's a little difficult but i think when we change the the content around us that's consumed like in terms of articles or books or tv or posts online i think that's when we'll be able to make the change and i think formal yeah. education also to an extent will help this yeah apps i think that is the like that is the whole reason we came up with vexed right the whole point is to people having access to education you know around such things that impact their daily lives so strongly and yeah mm. i completely agree with you shruti people really need to know and learn about such stuff because I mean, it's because... very difficult to yeah. expect someone to understand without knowing ki what are they supposed to you know understand ha and i think even like i mean nobody is going to go and enroll on coursera for a course called internalized misogyny mm-hmm. because it's right. boring I mean that's why I was saying the regular stuff the content that's consumed on Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, Spotify. I think 
I think those small changes will make the difference in the bigger picture. Right, right. And I think while we do all of this, it's very important to not immediately, instantly shame people for Correct. maybe sometimes uh, stating into misogynistic ideas or ideas that are just maybe wrong or hateful. Sometimes it's really coming from a place of just not knowing better. Uh, of course, Correct. sometimes it is not in the right spirit, and that's definitely something that should be questioned. And you know, um, we should st- stand up to that. But many times, I've met so many people who have no idea that they're doing something wrong or they're saying something wrong. It's really a very innocent mistake or like exactly. just not knowing enough. So, uh, yeah, completely, completely agree with both of you here. All right, I think that was a great discussion. Um, I think we can unanimously say that we conclude ki aurat ki sabse badi dushman aurat nahi hai aurat ki sabse badi dushman yeah. as shruti stated um hamari society ke dynamics hai and uh, a lot of other factors actually not just society i think a lot of it plays into not being a dushman but just things that impact our lives very strongly so um amazing amazing now it's time for a very special segment that we do every episode and i'm sure all our listeners are waiting for it so malika off to you okay thank you hello this is the sixth set of our masturbation muses where we hear raw unfiltered uncensored versions of our audience's masturbation stories funny embarrassing someone caught you you caught some stories So wow. this one is yes and uh, this one's a little I wouldn't call it sad but it doesn't have a very happy vibe to it like the ending's not very happy so yeah let's see how we all take it okay <clears throat> this is about a yeah this is about a couple a boyfriend and a girlfriend and the boyfriend is narrating this uh, muse to us okay so uh, they're madly in love they're about uh, 22 years of age they've been dating for like 2 3 years and they're aligned on practically everything in life their families know about it so it's all wonderful all good between the two of them but um there's this one thing that they're not like you know they have very heated discussions on very often which is masturbation now the girlfriend is not okay with the guy masturbating at oh all oh god okay uh, yeah Why? yeah uh, we'll come to that the i mean okay. the otherwise otherwise the girlfriend's very logical and rational when it comes to other things but uh, she's also okay i shouldn't put it as but but um she's logical rational and religious okay like these are three different things and i feel like this uh, yeah, is going to so end she, with a breakup yeah um, i think um, she told us that it's going to end with spoilers in a already yeah yeah what spoilers so, i don't know the story yeah. this is morning yeah okay okay Chalo, so she was <clears throat> she has the opinion that uh, masturbation comes in the way of a healthy relationship it's pr- like she equated it with cheating uh, mm-hmm. we have heard stories of you know people equating watching porn with cheating but uh, this was a little new for me personally ke masturbate kar rahe ho to bhi cheat kar rahe ho apne partner pe theek hai mm-hmm. now the boyfriend was really not okay with it like you know he kept bringing it up as every 3 4 months mein ek baar discussion ho jata tha but it never ended well because uh, she was always like uh, nay we are you know cheating on each other we are cheating on god this is not what people want from us this was her logic and there was no explanation you know she understood that it's about exploring yourself and pleasure and all of that but she just still wasn't okay and the boyfriend thought that okay uh, it's not as important to him and so he can park it aside the other things are more important so let's just go ahead hold on now hold on, hold cut on. question mm-hmm. yeah. do they engage in does she engage in any other sexual activity with him like is the problem with sexual activity or mm-hmm. just masturbation 
no just masturbation they are very active sexually in fact he told me in his you know one of his parts that uh, even when they're together like in bed the guy would want for the girl to you know uh, masturbate like basically touch herself she doesn't even do that like she's just she wouldn't touch herself and she wouldn't even want the guy to touch herself as a beach mega boy thak rahi hai no you can't do it yourself just take a break that was logic and he sounded very frustrated with the entire scenario right so i mean basically the point was she was not she didn't like stimulating herself and she wasn't okay with the partner stimulating yes so here comes the sad part they yeah, were in a long distance sorry. so like were they okay with like mm-hmm. touching each other mm-hmm. he didn't tell me anything about that i don't think so so okay. i don't think i want to answer that like possibly i, I want to believe yes mm-hmm. uh, but no he hasn't mentioned it in his news got it towards the end like how this is ending is that they're in a long distance it's been 4 to 5 months and now the boyfriend starts to feel that he genuinely needs to masturbate like it's oh it's God. you know it's this bothering guy, him for the five this guy waited i know like wow that's that's yeah that's what he that's how he's put it that when he started to you know feel the need and when he couldn't control himself he started to feel like you know he would cheat on her if he didn't tell her so i want oh to believe that yes for four five months he did not do it when they were in a long distance anyway yeah so this is how it's ending he had like a huge huge discussion and then it had to you know they had to finally break up because she just wouldn't understand she wouldn't come to terms with it because Uh, I mean, th- she said that in her head, she's already married to him, and masturbation is what could ruin a healthy marriage. And so, like, she just can't take it ahead. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I get why you said it's sad. It's sad in a way, not because they oh. break up or anything. It's just the the reason is just gross. I don't want to say misinformation. Mm-hmm. It's just like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the think, yeah the way he explained that's what the guy was also trying to get out of her because uh, even when he was telling me these this entire thing, he was like, and other things, she was always logical and rational, you know, wouldn't try to like if she gets the reasoning behind it, she will even apologize if she thinks she's wrong. But then this one thing where you know her religious beliefs came in, she was just like, I cannot and I will not even let you do it. That but is I where don't, I, I don't think put a boundary is crossing her. But this isn't stemming. from religious i can still understand religious beliefs and like not wanting to you know it being a choice but like this mm-hmm. isn't religious this is just plain i don't even know what this is like if you have something so good going for you why would you ruin it like it's not in fact i'm surprised this guy wasn't just doing it on his end and like not letting her know but like hiding it from her or something yeah i mean that would be i mean i exactly that yeah, would i don't want to believe he lied to me <laughs> I mean, it would be hard to keep up okay. though if they had they continue the relationship and you know. That's true. Like if you know that's that true. it's such that's a big deal. And given people. exactly, and plus, I mean, the guy realizes. He told me that you know he was a huge fan of masturbating, like fan as in he used to do it when he, you know, to let off some anger or you know, it just it was always very refreshing hmm. for him. And then ever since he's been with her, he hasn't been able to. And so. I mean, three years, dude. Three years or something. I know sexually active ho, but खुद के साथ भी चाहिए होता है यार. मतलब why not? That's true. Yeah, this is this is how it went. It was a little sad. Like at least the saddest of all the muses I heard. But ठीक uh, है. I'm happy for the guy. He, you know, yeah, I, I honestly find it sad. Yeah. I just found it a little unfortunate. I guess that like why would you do that? But. <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, that was the end of our six muse, and uh, what are we getting out of this? Does anybody want to, you know, 
we're trying to learn something out of all our muses what do you learn out of this guy i think you should just make your preferences clear in the beginning and not wait for 3 years <laughs> true mm. oh, right. yeah theek hai all right thank you thank you very much um Perfect. i'll see you all yeah okay. thank you neha thank you shruti thank you, you, you malika thank you thanks okay. guys bye 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 bye